this is the Not Your Darling podcast. This is podcast three and it's talking about sex, sex and sexuality. I am Woo-hoo! Leander, <laughs> Leander Hoff. And I am Abby. Welcome. Welcome. And we are today, we are observing the new restrictions apparently, like where I work, we're not allowed to call it a lockdown. No, we're in the outside. We are outside having a little walk in the park. A little walk in the park. Uh, uh, like dis- Victorian ladies. Like, oh yeah, actually it's quite nice taking a turn of the park. Okay. Oh my God. Let, let me call my umbrella, hang on. <laughs> oh my oh. God, that is amazing. Oh, this is the Mary Poppins shit. You can't see, on. but Leander is basically wearing a cape with a Mary Poppins <laughs> umbrella. And her hair is like a vivid turquoise that just goes so well with her navy. Just never been more <laughs> like, in love Cloak, basically. Right and Abby, on the other hand, is dressed to kill in a very sharp coat. <laughs> Thank you, M&S. We very opposite. Good old M&S. <laughs> Do you get to an age where you're like, M&S? Well, you know, for some things they're good and for other things they're not. But I, I like an M&S coat. I will often default to M&S, like, if I'm buying a winter coat. Food. Quality. Quality. Get yourself, a good, qu- get yourself a good quality coat from M&S. <laughs> you know, something warm. Oh, oh and we're being beeped by. Yeah, oh. we're we're recording a podcast like right now. Outside. Just saying. What? We're in, literally you're in a podcast. Just you're in a podcast. Just go. Just <laughs> like she's so funny. Oh my god. Okay, she really can't help but make a scene, can she? She, she just can't. she just she everywhere does. she goes, <laughs> she makes a scene. Being pin. I just that was our friend Becky. That was our friend. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Anyway, look, oh, we're rambling. Right, Eminence. Yeah, but let's get let's get down to business. Right. So we um, we've observed what you have been asking, and you have been asking a lot for Abby to tell some of her coming out story. Obviously, there's lots for her to talk about. So, do you want to want to tell our listeners a bit about what's been going on for you this year, Abby? Mate, what a year! Settle in. Okay, yeah, this is a big, this is a big story, um, but there's, there's, there's quite a few people that have asked for it, so... A few? Like, loads. So, look, um, ultimately, I... Oh, not in the last year, but I guess over the last few years, have experienced something which I didn't even realise could occur, which is a change in my sexuality. Okay, so... Um, you know, I've recently come out as, as gay, as a lesbian, however you want to term it. Um, but I wasn't always. Um, I used to be straight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, be straight. I think... I'm being a bit gay now. Yeah, I, but I, this is an interesting thing, though, because I don't think many people are quite aware that your sexuality is something that can actually change. Look, fluid. That, yeah, so obviously we talk about how women are fluid in their sexuality and Gender. we, yeah, and, and you know, so so what a lot of people get from that is that you are constantly fluid, so that you, you know, you might you, you might kind of be fluid in your sexuality constantly. But what a lot of people don't understand is that you could be you could transition from one sexuality to like another I and actually I, didn't know that yeah well oh, that's, I didn't know it into Leander I didn't know it until it fucking happened to me <laughs> did you just wake up one morning and go oh my god am I, am I a bit gay today I had a few like lightning bolt moments where I was like oh my god I fancy women Right, okay. And you've okay. never ever before. No, no, like maybe okay, so maybe a bit like in my teenage years. Oh mate, we all did. Yeah, maybe we all did. And uh, 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 and although one thing I will 
um, talk about a bit is that I was brought up as a you know in like kind of like a kind of fundamental charismatic evangelical church sure. kind of scene, and I spent my teenage years in that as well. Oh, that sounds fun. It, it it was interesting, but I do think that potentially that kind of interrupted me discovering what my oh, sexuality yes. really yeah, was. But fair. anyway, I went through life, you know, in my I got married to a a man who's a you know a lovely lovely guy and um got on with life and I you know I was very happy with him and he's a good guy and I never looked at another man and anything like that and you know we had problems in our relationship as many oh my god we're in some kind of quagmire here um but suddenly like in my (laughs) 30s I began to notice that I fancied women. Did you feel guilty about it? I felt terrified about it. Oh, okay. Like, I... um, Women are so pretty. I I was like, yeah. So I was, like, in denial for quite a while, and I I told myself so many things, and I think people who have gone through something similar will relate to this, like, the kind of things that I told myself. So I told myself that, oh, it must be some kind of weird hormonal thing that I'm going through. Well, we're told that all the time, aren't we? Like, oh, it's all your hormones. Oh, it's all your hormones. Um, I I told myself that I was just a bit lonely because I was like a new mum and I just really needed to connect with other women and that's what it was all about. Um, And, you know, anything, I told myself anything but that you know that I was experiencing like a like a like a transitioning in terms of my sexuality and um this was what was so confusing to me was that I people are staring at us that I um really thought that how sexuality worked was that you maybe discover what your sexuality is when you're like a teenager or something um, whether you're st- straight or, or gay or bi, and then you kind of declare yourself as thus. Oh, wait, so there's the coming out thing as well. This is really weird. Like, why <laughs> yeah. do you need to... Why what? is there such this hyper-focus on needing to come out? Yeah, like you need yeah, to you tell don't. People, yeah, you don't run up to someone and be like, "I have a vagina." No, but there is that thing, and I and I when I did start to come out to some people, I then was I felt like I was on a mission to tell the oh, world out as quickly as I as quickly as I possibly could. Like everybody, everybody, guess what? I'm gay because oh, so I just funny. wanted to get it all out, I mean, all funny. done. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, all off in one go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, like it, it. But like, like you were saying, why do we need to declare ourselves? Certainly, nobody when they're young declares themselves as, "Hey, everybody." I'm heterosexual because that's just the default. <laughs> and that's that's really damaging. Like the yeah. default. We, we have such a heteronormative way of living. Oh god, yeah. You know, oh, oh my god. This is, it's a man and a woman and then you have kids and then you do that and it's just it's just not representative at all. No. It's not. Um but yeah, so so you did you did yeah. the, big, the big reveal, but how did that affect your so your family life? I think what a lot of people oh, were. Mate. Well, of course everything fell apart. So so look, I had been kind of out to so when I first noticed that I fancied women, the first person that I told about it was my husband. That's that's it's like really the, the like the the very first person that I told. Were you scared? Yeah, I was actually, and and I um I was so worried about how he might feel and of course, um, yeah. what he might think, and I was, but he was he was you know my closest person, and and you know we've always had quite a open and honest relationship, 
And so I told him and he was like, he was like fine with it. He was like, did he know? Do you think he knew? I think maybe he's, <laughs> I mean, I do look, <laughs> I do look quite gay. Wait, Whatever when, that really means. When Abby came to my house, like the very first time we probably, like she came around and I poured a glass of wine, she sat down and she went, well, I'm very gay. And I was, she was like, in case you couldn't tell, nah. And I was like, would you like some more wine? Like, I don't <laughs> I did drink <laughs> Thank more wine. Thank you for wine. telling me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's, so I told him and he was, you know, really supportive and, and it, I was very much like telling him that I fancied women, but obviously men too, you know, um, that I was bisexual basically. And then at that, at that kind of time, I Were did also. Were you telling also, yourself that though? Yeah, I was telling myself that and I. Um, Why? It's interesting, right? Because I, for my whole marriage, I never looked at another man. I ne- I literally never fancied even a little bit. Honestly. No, I was going to say, now we know why. Yeah, like I'd never looked at another guy. I was never tempted by another guy. I would I would never pursue anything, you know, like that. Um, sure. And I, um, and I spoke, so anyway, so I came out as bisexual to him and to some of my close friends who were all su- super supportive and lovely about it. Um, and that was that for for a little while, but I did notice that I hadn't actually fancied a, another man, apart from my husband, for like many years, Leander, many years. <laughs> Long. And I suppose over the period of a few years, I began to realise that actually, maybe I just wasn't really attracted to men in that way anymore at <laughs> Which all. Is- at all and so look almost simultaneous uh, you know alongside this our relationship began to break down not in terms of being good friends and being good co-parents and and all of the other things that happen when you're married but we get on on really well and we still do now and we're separated now but we you know Leanne's just picked up a massive stick for some reason because she's a child basically (laughs) you can't go for a walk without picking up a stick can you but um yeah so I don't know like um yeah so we still we still get on well now but um how did you feel about telling your family if that's are you comfortable talking uh, about that it was really hard like it was really hard and I've got to say that um I wish I had done now but right so I didn't want to tell any of my family or my husband's family that I was bisexual right because I thought that they would then think worry about me and Sam's relationship well as they should have done or you know think that I don't know I was just uh, I realized I fancied women and then I clung tight onto the identity of bisexual because I thought well that's safe because my marriage is still safe my family unit is still safe I can fancy women and um, it's okay but obviously I began to realize that actually I, my sexuality had had really entirely shifted right. to being attracted to women and not being attracted to men in that way. Anyway, our relationship broke down, um, you know, w- w- with some pain, but also with a lot of amicability as well, because sure. we wanted to be able to go forward and be good, a good parenting team to the kids. Oh, mate, it is grown up, but I've got to give a lot of credit to him here because... I've got, to, oh, I've got to give so much credit to him because he he's been like an ama- he is an amazing guy and I'll never ever shit talk him. Um, he, you know, obviously, like we all talk about why people are annoying from time. Like, I will yeah, be like, oh, he's... why isn't why is he like put an empty butter <laughs> but pack back in the fridge? Like, why do ever. people do that? I don't know. You do it, don't you, Leander? Shut you put up. empty things back in no, the fridge. Why would you judge me like this on air? <laughs> all right. Well, 
I don't know why anyone would do that. Um, but yeah, look, I think people... Sorry. I think people want to hear... Well, I don't know what do people want to hear. So what, what do you think people want to hear about it? Give the people what they want. <coughs> yeah. What about how you... Like, did you feel really guilty? Do, oh, do you think people yes. go, oh, well, it's your fault because Abby's gay for her marriage oh broke down. Oh, my God, yes. And it's all your fault, Abby. Yeah, absolutely. So our marriage broke down... Um, for many more reasons apart from the fact that I was gay, if that makes any sense. And I think the two things went hand it, ran alongside each other. As our relationship broke down, right. um, I became more and more gay, I think. <laughs> and um, Just became more and more gay. I became more and more gay. Is there like a meter that you judge, like a pie chart? Like I, I think there might be some kind of test you can do or something. Um, but but bear in mind that all along, all throughout this, I hadn't actually had an experience of being with a woman. So I was doing this, all of this judgment about who I was and what, what I really felt based on just what was going through my head rather than what I was living out in real life. Um, um, so yeah, so, how, so that's interesting. So your first time then with a woman was obviously after you and Sam split up. So what, like... What was it like? Were you scared? <laughs> Were you like really nervous? You were like, what do I do? Where do I put things? I'm like, okay, like weirdly I wasn't scared. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, and like and this was kind of weird. I think she was kind of surprised by this too. <laughs> God bless. Which is very keen. I was very keen. Like I was just <laughs> Come on! I was very keen. And um yeah, it wasn't well, it, what was kind of scary about it, to be honest with you, Leander, was that it didn't feel like it felt like something I'd been doing for years. Oh, I think that's it felt it, it. It felt like um, it felt like I guess like a maybe really natural. Yeah, it yeah. didn't. It didn't feel like, and I and I and I get that people would be really nervous about that. Also, I'm just, I guess I'm just. I don't know whether it's because I'm arrogant or something, but I don't. <laughs> I'm quite. I'm like throwing myself into stuff, you know. I'm just so good at the sex. No, it's not. I'm not saying that I'm good at sex, but I'm just saying that I'm. I'm not. Um, I, I, like generally in life with other things with work or with, with oh, anything not. else I'm just like I'm just going to go for it yeah, you know yeah you're not like a nervous like you're quite confident person right okay yeah so um, but no uh, <laughs> like just like kick the breast you've got be like right let's have it <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing where does this thing go but I'm going to do it anyway uh, I mean like no I mean like obviously I was a little bit like am I doing it right but I think oh, like I like that about women though women ask men very rarely ask women are like is that not <laughs> yeah but, but um but like it was like amazing and i um and but what was weird about it was that i felt sad for myself that this it felt so natural to me and like something i'd done all of my life and so where was that part of where was that had that part of myself been hiding all these years oh that's profound. who who really am i my that's God, how it made Abby, me think like honestly like it's kind of sad it is kind of oh, sad Abby. a little bit and i do wonder look i right so i do think i experienced a change in my sexuality i don't think i i, I certainly haven't known I was gay all my life and just been lying about it which is I think what a lot of people assume about me coming out in later life do you not feel like you oppressed it well repressed I, it, I don't know it. like repression is a weird thing it would is, you eh? even know if you'd like if you were could you be so repressed that you didn't even admit you didn't even come out to yourself like well, that's do, do you know what I mean yeah no well if you have like so I read a paper that if you have a really traumatic experience when you're younger you <clears> can actually completely blanket Right. And then when you get older, 
it starts resurfacing. Oh, okay, so like a repression of like traumatic yeah, memories. Yeah, so I don't know if that, not saying obviously not, yeah. not saying being, oh my God, that's sounded yeah. like being gay is traumatic. It's not, but maybe the fear. Yeah. Of, or, you know, you say you grow up in quite a conservative household. Did maybe in your, you know, your formative years, something, or you hear a lot of, oh, they're gay, or you heard a lot of, I don't know. Oh, yeah, sure. Think. I mean, we hear so many negative things, don't we? And gay is used as like a diss, like in yeah. school when we were younger. And it's like, yeah, and you know, like... Yeah, there's so much, yeah, there's a lot of kind of like homophobic kind of yeah, slurs horrible. and all of that. So, yeah, I mean, I there's that. Cool. But then I think, you know, that for some people, it's undeniable. Like, from as soon as they like hit yeah. puberty or whatever and start fancying people, they can't, you know, that th- they know straight away. And I didn't feel like that. And I did fancy men and I did want to be with a man. And so it was a change for me. But I have wondered, right, I've got this theory on it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that like... Um, have I been repressed all of my life? No. But, like, I became a mother, like, in my late 20s, and it was just, like, something within me. Like, had I been been repressing being a mum for my whole life? No. But then when I had that relationship, when I had those feelings towards my baby, I, I, um, it changed me. And that's a change that can't be reversed. And I kind of think sometimes for women, what will happen is they will go through their lives um, quite convinced of the fact that they're straight. And then suddenly they meet someone and they realise that actually there's something, there is something within them where they might not have been repressing it, but it has then been awakened. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you no, know? I feel like that that's actually a really good, really good way of explaining it. Maybe. I mean... Um, also we've talked a bit about being a mum and I will say you know I know some people have asked for some advice about this but um you know coming out to your children is always interesting <laughs> I mean I think younger kids don't give a shit do they? they don't they don't like so they mine are nine and six care. my nine-year-old has a lot more understanding that that what it means to be gay or whatever but you know when I told them it was just like a little casual conversation as we were walking back from the park one day I didn't sit them down and be like kids <laughs> I've got something I need to tell you. Like we were In just that voice, that would be terrible. We were just, you know, me, me and my husband had split up, and and we were having this conversation about, you know, what what would it be like if if Daddy had a, a new girlfriend sure. or Mummy had a new boyfriend, and then I was like, actually, Fine. you know, and I just really casually was just like, yeah, you know, I, I like women like that, so. You know, if I had another relationship, it would be I'd have a girlfriend. Sure, and they were literally just like, okay. Oh, yeah. And then they were like, can we have sweets when we get back? And you know, they don't really care. <laughs> but they don't. But I feel like that that's really reflective of how you're bringing them up as well. We are. It's really interesting. Bella came um, came in the other night, and she was like, I don't want to be called she anymore. I want to be called them and they. Okay. And I was like, that's cool. And, yeah. And she said, and I want to cut my hair, and I need some boys' trousers for school. And I was like, I was like, that's fine. Well done for telling me and so and i think i'm pretty sure she's forgotten all about it but we were reading like some different books and things yeah sorry like sidetracking about no 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 it's just but she's six and we're in a really open household yeah you know we we don't impress really anything on them because that's not cool and obviously i would never want them to not be able to tell me that i would just like them to come home and be like okay so call me bob now like i don't need a conversation about it unless they do and i hope they know that yeah she's very blase about it and um, obviously she's changed her mind now, which is why I'm yeah. saying she. I mean, I've always, always been like with my kids, you know, like before I even knew I was gay or anything like that, just trying to talk to them about relationships in terms of, you know, when you grow up and you, you know, you, you start to fancy people and maybe you want to have a relationship with someone, you know, that could be with a, 
another woman or a man or someone who's non-binary or whatever yeah. and and that is all completely acceptable and normal and and you just love who you love and so i've always tried to kind of you know hammer that message home that they'll just be accepted well clearly that um, they know that because they didn't even question you no they they really don't care um they really don't care and and that's amazing but but obviously if you've got older kids then that's going to be you know they, yeah. they understand more and they probably need a slightly more grown-up explanation of yeah, how cool. things are. and as my kids grow older we'll have these conversations again and they'll need a more grown-up explanation which is appropriate to their age have you sort of received any animosity or accusations or guilt or oh, from other people um no but i think it's been a shock it's been a shock to some people. Um, God, I remember funny. going around to tell my mum. I, I, I texted my mum and I was like, Mum, I've got a lot to tell you and I need to come over tonight. Oh my God, my poor mother. And I, I, I sat down and I, uh, she got a bottle of wine out and I was like, this is going to be big, Mum. And she told my poor mother, I was like, me and Sam are splitting up. And also, I think I'm a lesbian. What did she say? She was just, she did cry a bit. Okay. But... Well, I've got to allow I've got to allow other people time to process how they feel and it's a big shock and she was completely supportive she was just like it was a surprise Leander like yeah. it was like and a lot of my friends were like I knew I wasn't surprised which I found kind of annoying in a way I think I did that which no but it's uh, it was more because <laughs> really? it was a big deal f- for me and well, then it, it felt yeah. like to them it wasn't a big deal Fine, okay. but I think they were only trying to reassure me that it was no big deal you know it wasn't a bad thing for them do you and straight people do that though all the time like, it's okay. It's okay if you're gay. Ha oh, ha I know someone who's gay. It's fine. Oh yeah, there's a, gay, there is. So I guess fine. there is a lot of like I know someone who's gay. And, and now they all know me. So you know, <laughs> I'm your gay friend. Oh my God, you're the only gay. Your gay it? friend. Your gay daughter. Your gay sister. <laughs> Congratulations. You've earned a gay. You've earned a gay person in your life. Um, you should but, carry cards. I I would like a card. I keep saying this to my girlfriend, like, when do I get my card? Your gay card? Yeah, I feel like I qualify for it now. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Has she been like, I'm leaving you now? (laughs) She thinks I'm a twat, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe she'll get you some gay cards or a gay hat or something. Maybe. I've got a gay umbrella. You have. Any, anyway, like, Sorry. I've, got, I've, got, I've got to rewind to my mum because Sorry. because I went around there. Me and my mum got really, really drunk and we Excellent. both cried. And, I, and I, I told her, like, my story over the years and how I'd... Try, I'm trying to repress it and trying to make it go away. And, I, and this is another thing. I did try and make it go away. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I'm turning so gay. How can I stop this? It's going to ruin everything. It's going to ruin my life. And you know what? And I've got to say this because I know that people are going through something similar. And this is why they're asked for this story. Coming out and separating from my husband has been incredibly painful but it was the right thing to do you regret it no and 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 it was right for him and for me and and for the kids and And i think and i think you know what one day i feel like my kids will look will, will look they'll be adults and they'll look back on this and i and i hope that they'll be proud of me for being brave enough to be myself but do you know what I think well, that's, really, oh, that's really beautiful. Oh, thanks, I cried. But <laughs> so, um, I think with children, when you have children, you give a bit of yourself away. Yes. And I feel like it's really easy, especially for mothers, yeah. to keep giving and giving and giving and giving. So there's nothing left. And yeah. I think that's like a really bleak analogy. But where comes the point where you go, crap, I need some stuff for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the least thing that you should be allowed for you is your own sexuality. That is yes. yours. Yeah. And I think being really open about that and being really honest. Well, that took some... You had some massive 
massive ladyballs to do that. I've got to say, like, yeah, it ha- has taken a lot of courage. But because that's all it's taken your, a lot of courage. That's your entire life dismantled. Yeah, it, it really was. Sweet. And, and it, that must be scary. It Abby. was scary, and it was, and it was. Let me not, let me not be flippant about it. There was a lot of grief to go through about not being with my husband for the rest Routine. of my life. I loved him, you know, and I still do in 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 a, in a you know in other in a different kind of way. And um, I had a lot of grief about not being able to make that work. Not being able to make that work because, <laughs> because uh, you can't change, you cannot think your way out of being gay. God, no. You, you can't do it. And I, and I think there's been some horrific things done to people in the <laughs> name of trying to make people not gay. Yeah. And, you know, so much misery has been caused by it. And I think don't do that to yourself, you know, like... And, and I... I think, like, for those who are listening who are going through something similar and they're at a different stage of it, perhaps they're at a stage where they're, you know, they're still kind of closeted or they're just trying to figure out what, what's going on with them, who they are. I just want to say, like, you take things in your own time. You don't yeah. have to rush into anything. And find someone, even if it's just one person, that you can talk really openly to about your, how you're feeling. So impo- friends are so important. Friends are so important, and, and you know maybe that's someone who's in your life, but maybe <laughs> it's like finding a like a counsellor or, or or someone like that, it's like a professional to kind of yeah, talk to. Yeah, that's really yeah, that's really good advice. Um, but um, <laughs> anyway, look, that, that in a nutshell is my story, and I'm more than happy to like chat with people online who want a bit, you know, who are going through something similar and they want to ask you know, another question or something like that. So I'm just saying I've thrown that open. Um, but let's talk a bit about you, though, Leander, OK? Because, I do enjoy talking about Because, me. I mean, how would you describe your sexuality? How would you def- so, uh, identify? It's really hard because there are so many... There are so many... There's an umbrella term. But I think... I think the, it's probably pansexual, to be fair. OK. Because I'll sex of anyone. Like, and for, like, I'm the benefit passive. of maybe myself and for those who are listening like how like what does that mean to be pansexual because so, it's, it's a newer term than I, bisexual so and... yeah so i've always so i knew i was bisexual when i was quite young when i was about 13 yeah and i like i fooled around with some girls I and did. i felt i did <laughs> <laughs> I was so my part i would never tell my kids this i'd be like you wait till you're 18 um and 18. Wow. i felt so guilty i grew up in like a really strict again uh traveling household Mm. And quite oh, set ideas about so sexuality, would you say, in the travelling community? Jesus Christ, on a bike. Um, yeah, it really strict. You know, you stayed home and cleaned up, and and that's not reflective of the entire, you know, travelling community. I'm not, but it's always it's a real personal experience. But yeah, that it was very very strict, and so I never, I really only started talking about being even by sort of the last couple of years, and I've never sat down with my dad or even my sister or anyone just been like oh yeah because I don't I don't want to and I don't feel I need to it doesn't at the moment you know I'm in a I'm in a heterosexual mm. relationship I'm married to a man I've been married to my husband for 16 years but before him I just said to everybody it's great <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sorry I've never why seen... should you be sorry well because you, you know there's when I was younger there was all this guilt about uh, you know how many people are you're a slut and this is how many people you shouldn't, oh, okay. shouldn't you know like that word slut is ridiculous, right? How do the you... idea that if you enjoy, you're a woman I and guess. you enjoy having sex? Because the patriarchy weaponizes sex against women, like it weaponizes everything against women, like anything to keep you small mm. and home and doing your things. And I remember, 
I remember meeting Barry when, so yeah we've been together for 16 or 17 years now and I remember meeting him and just really liking him mm, as mm. That, and I, like I have to say as much as I fucking dislike men hashtag not all men <laughs> my, my, like, I want or two of them are alright <laughs> so one or two I'll say that <laughs> fucking begrudgingly but he's top notch yeah but again, it's really hard because you can't just run up to people and go, guess what? I'll have sex with anyone. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So, but that's in a really, I think this is a really interesting point. So to the outside world, I'm, you, I'm heterosexual. you appear to be heterosexual and not you're a married to a man. I don't look like a traveler. I don't sound like it. Like it's, I'm air quoting stereotypically. Okay. Traveling. So, it's... so people, so people are going to be assuming things about you that aren't true. Do, does that, I mean, how, how does that work in terms of? visibility in terms of your you know your identity in terms of your sexuality and and maybe in terms of you know your sort of your 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 kind of heritage and like being you know from the traveling community and everything so i pretty much don't i mean apart from my family i don't really have a lot of friends in the traveling community we were pretty settled um we we sort of didn't mix that much and when we did or we felt like i didn't fit in and so most of, like ne- nearly all of my friends are not travelers mm. um i'm really picky with who i'm friends with yeah and obviously all of you folks are super accepting. You get to that age, I mean, I'm 35 now, where I don't, I don't want people that don't want the best for me. All yeah. my friends know that I'm, you know, bisexual, pansexual, whatever you want to call it. My husband knows we're not in an open relationship because he's not, <laughs> he's not up for that. I've tried. I'm like, hey, <laughs> wanna, should we just go and have some sex with these people? And he's like, the horror. So like, what, oh, why would you even think, I can't even, you can't even talk to people, No, Leander. but it's nice that you're that open that you would say that I'm to I'm like, him. see them over there? I do them. It's like openness. for the love of God. Yeah, like openness and honesty is so important, right? It is, but I knew that that wasn't his bag yeah. when we got together. So yeah. that, yeah. Okay. I knew that was something that would never yeah. be. That's just part of him. That was a deal him. breaker for yeah. him. Yeah. So we have really yeah. discussed sex and that's more than enough for me. I'm like, I think as well, I think women and sex and talking to young girls and boys about sex is really important because I don't want my kids thinking that there is only one way to have sex. Oh my God, and female sexuality is so oppressed. I just didn't even know about it. Like, until like, I was like, 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 women should masturbate, women should understand what they want and, and like, there's so much repression. Told. You're just told that it's yeah. for boys. Yeah. And, like, you watch, I mean, I don't know about you, happy, but partial to a bit of disgusting porn okay and it's so like um i've got I to say about where some of my like tastes come from i'm like right. oh, maybe this is why i've got to say how i feel about porn is like for my whole life i've never watched porn and then i i just i was talking to someone and they were like you never watched porn and i was like no not really like oh hang on what's going on here Oh, it's all right. Um, I thought my, f- my phone was running out of battery, but um, it got bored of us. What are we talking about, porn? Yeah. So I, I've never, I've never partaked. I, I, I had, I had never partaked. And then someone was like, "Oh, that's really weird that you haven't." So I was like, "Okay, well, I'll go and check some out." Oh no! Well, no. Someone sort of said to me, and I thought, "Well, maybe I am missing out." So I like watched a bit of porn, and I, I've got to say, I didn't find it. Uh, it didn't turn me on. I, I, it left me feeling quite cold, and I, and I think that I saw, uh, you know, uh, maybe I, would, I, I was probably not looking at some very good quality stuff, but I just, I just was like, women being like, not enjoying themselves really, and, and putting on a show for a guy, and kind of, 
not I really. There's a lot of porn like that. There's a lot of good porn. It was porn just so fake, and it just, I just didn't find it a turn on. I think I'd find it more of a turn on, like watching a really, really amazing drama or love story and two people kissing in it. I'd find that more of a turn on than just seeing two people just going at it. Just with, going with, at it. with no, like, emotional connection and no, like, I don't know. That, but but, but wow, each to their own. Really, each to their really own. I really dig at how emotionally damaged. <laughs> no, no, I think each to their own. And I think, you know, we, we all get turned on by different things and, and but sort of. Why? And I think being exposed to stuff when I was younger, and this is what I worry about the kids, okay. I don't want my kids thinking that that is normal. Like, or not, not normal, but the whole there for men and right. violent. Women, that women are there of, for men as yeah. objects, like, and yeah. Like yeah. Sort of more violent. Like the whole schoolgirl thing, right? It's really <laughs> disgusting. It is. It's disgusting. You would never, you never hear women. What's the schoolgirl? It's just like a thing in porn. You're talking to a porn... Wait, just in general. You never like, oh, she's um, in a little schoolgirl outfit. It was well hot. You know, like that whole... Oh, God. Yeah, that's disturbing. Why do we ever do that about men? No, but do you know what? I think this about a lot of of female beauty standards as well. Because I think... That's a whole other podcast. No, well, and we did do do it. But I've got this theory, right, that a lot of female um, kind of beauty standards from from the kind of male gaze are about your body looking prepubescent yeah i know so and we don't skinny men. so sk- very skinny fat or slim chest. yeah really um, and you know no uh, uh, uh hairless hairless hairless. hairless okay and yeah and uh, and, I, and i just sort of think well that's what a child's body looks like and we don't do it about men no one I've got none of my adult friends none of my adult women friends turn around and go oh i made my husband wear some little schoolboy shorts well right because because people would find that really disturbing why and, and why, why and why don't people acceptable? also find it disturbing that yeah uh, no I, I don't find teenage it teenage girls like how many how old were you when you first got sexualized like i was probably oh, 12 or 13 like i remember someone like exposed themselves to me when i was like 11 Fucking hell. um and i i remember like sitting on top of the paper bank like because that's what i used to do with my friends like i don't know probably smoking cigarettes or something and i was probably like 11 or 12 um and I, I remember like a, a, a car full of guys pulling up to us so we were like literally in year six or like 10 11 and and asking us out the window do you spit or swallow <laughs> Yep. And we were like, what do you mean? Because we had no idea what they meant. Why are men? And they were like, just answer the question, just answer the question. And I was like, uh, no, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and anyway, they drove away. But like, even like that summer and beyond, yeah, people flashed me. Um, we, I, I had people wolf whistling at me. I was a child. Yep. I remember being 13, waiting at a bus stop, and one woman leaning out the window and going, how much do you charge? A woman yeah. said that to you. Yep. That's interesting. And then as they drove off, she was Whoa. like, flat. Oh and we God. were literally like 13, 14. Yeah. I, I, I used to live opposite a garage, um, like a mechanics garage. Oh, lovely. And I used to walk, walk to school in my school uniform of when course, I was like 13. Very sexy, and I used to dread it. I used to feel nervous before I opened the door because as soon as I left, as soon as I walked out of the front door, it felt like it was, it, it was a 10 minute walk and it, it wasn't. But I, I had to walk up my road past this garage and they would all stop what they were doing and wolf whistle me and shout disgusting things at me at a child and, and one day one of them got the courage up to come over the road and ask me out ask to take me out for a drink at a, ch- at a child yeah and i said to him do you realize i'm 13 and he was like yeah i don't mind oh, but this we, is men this is why i'm in but we perpetuate it we perpetuate it in our beauty standards we perpetuate it you know when what we're in porn and how we talk about women and how we yeah. talk about girls and how we tell them you know to repress their sexuality and Girls don't masturbate. Girls don't use the toilet. Girls don't. And it's just, mm. it's just all absolutely ridiculous. And yeah. 
Because yeah, like, men... well, like, well, why? 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 It's a massive hole. <laughs> it's not massive. But like, yeah. Why shouldn't we be? Why shouldn't we as women be horny and as adults disgusting as we like and disgusting? We're so shit. Um, and all of that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So. But anyway, bringing it, I just, I wanted to ask you in terms of being like, yeah, pansexual and being married to a man, do you kind of, do you, do you sometimes ever feel like maybe that you don't feel as included in the whole LGBTQ plus community because you, you could be quite invisible in that sense? I feel like some, I feel like, yeah, obviously you are a bit, but again, maybe it stems back to the, I don't feel like I need to be like, guess what? This right, is okay. Who I am. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm pretty open if people ask me or tell them or sometimes I'll talk about it. Yeah. And if they don't like it and their reaction is like, I don't know, disgust or blah, 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 then fuck them. Right, fair enough. Which is actually, that brings us quite nicely to our problem. Yeah, so shall we like have a little pause and yeah, we're we? going to we're gonna do, uh, do a little problem that we've had sent in? Should we do it on the, it on the wall? Let's go sit on this wall. Let's yeah. go do that. Okay, so we have got a, is it a confessional price problem? Because we've got a problem. Okay, what's the um, problem? Okay, so, um, also I'd just like to say, um, we are in the park and it is bin day and the bin truck has pulled up just next to us. So if you're wondering what that massive machinery noise is in the background, this is lockdown, it's a lockdown podcast, mate. We're socially distancing, we're following the restrictions and there's a bin truck here. You missed the little story Abby just told me. She, she decided that looking at the bin truck, she wanted to be a trash girl and- I wanted to work on a bin truck. Yeah, why though, Abby? Because I want, I want to sort of like have like, <laughs> I want to have like really beautifully toned muscular <laughs> arms. And I want to like, I want to like, um, like be on, you know, be the person that goes to collect the bins and puts them on the back of the truck. And what will people say about and, you and, as and you and do I, it? And I would be in like a little white vest top with like dirty arms and like, like, um, <laughs> you know, like with my short hair and people would be like, people would be like, Oh my god, there's like a hot trash girl. <laughs> hot trash girl on the bin truck. What and a Tuesday. I, and I'd, I'd create a social media account called right. Hot Trash Girl. Which we'd follow, let's face it. We'd all follow I'd it. I'd follow that. You'd follow it. Of course you would. Um, but the fact that you've put that amount of effort into it is like. It's, I'm impressed. It was just a little fantasy. It was just a little passing fantasy that I had. Oh, here they go, the bin guys. Should we give them away? No, no don't, don't, don't encourage don't, them. Don't wave them. They're watching don't us wave anyway. at the boys. All right, sorry. Just because you want to be just so, I'm, so, I'm saluting. Well, look at them taking out all the trees as they go. Yeah, you wouldn't want to do that. I want to do it. It's my dream. Oh, actually, it stinks. I don't want to do it. I don't know. I could see you riding on the back of it, though, with your toe. You could see me, like, and... standing on the back, holding on with one hand. Waving. Would you wave? Or would you just be holding the bin? No, no, mate. I wouldn't wave or smile. I'm just, like, a moody hot trash girl. <laughs> right, sorry. <laughs> let's get to the confessions. Okay, and the bin's gone now, anyway. So. Okay. Right, here we go. So, okay. listener number one. Oh God. oh God, socially distanced. Listener number one, uh, we might have some interruptions here maybe, says, um, this is something I struggle with every single day. I'm so scared. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna pause this a okay. sec. Okay, so we have a problem, sorry we got interrupted. So we have a problem, what is the problem, Abe? Okay, I'm gonna read the problem out now. So listener number one says, um, this is something I struggle with every day. I'm so scared of people having negative impressions of me, not liking what I do or how I live my life. It's caused me a lot of pain these past couple of months whilst I've navigated the road to coming out. Ooh. It's caused me to completely close off and uh, in communication, which has resulted in awkwardness and or further upset with people close to me. 
Any advice on how to stop being so worried all the time? Did you did you experience that? Because yeah, that's quite a yeah. This isn't so obviously th th this person that's um, that's written in has, is is also navigating that journey of coming out, and and so a big part of that for her has been think worrying about what people will think of her, and and worrying that people will have a negative impression of her. I wonder if that's because someone said something to her, or because that's just how she feels. Right. Yeah. So hmm. Is it, it so? So I suppose my question would be if if. if if listener was here with us having a conversation would be is have, have people made you feel like that by their reactions or is it more that you're worried about how they will react like a preconceived yeah because i think people you know like we were saying earlier on you know there is a lot of negativity yeah. still and also if you are you know the woman in the relationship or even the man and you come out as, as gay or queer or whatever and you go look we'll do a schofield yeah if you do a schofield god bless him we love him we uh, may we always protect him because he is sacred but if you do that, Apart then... from that time when they had Boris Johnson on and took a selfie with them. Oh, they did do that, they didn't did they? They did do that. Oh, they did tarnish Philly. themselves. I know, I'm, you know... Anyway, look, let's, anyway, let, yeah, so, sorry. Less Schofield, more listener number one's problems. Right, so, so I think it's really... It's a really interesting one because I feel like, as a species, we do really worry about what other people think of us. We, we want to be accepted. You need to fit yeah. in to survive. Yes. And so that's probably quite a deep-rooted problem i i find it really hard to give a voice on this because i i don't give a fuck what people think about me i grew up yeah. in such a conservative household I, i've got to say yeah so i, I couldn't do both, anything both of us as personalities because <laughs> you asked me this earlier when i read the problem to you you said do you care what people think of you and i and i've got to say nah. i don't nah. i don't I, I, like i don't people. care why they don't but, life. but that is in part that is in part because um you know, I, I'm really, I'm really lucky that I have a group of friends who've been really supportive throughout this whole time, and maybe not all of my family, but like my my, my mum, she'll always love me and support me. You know, that's really that is really lucky, and that's really lovely because I don't. Have not that. everyone has that. No, I don't have that. I don't yeah. have a mum who is lovely and supportive and wonderful. She is. She's a trash panda, and not in a cute way. Look, I made not, that. Not, not like hot trash girl. She's not hot trash girl. She's just hot trash. And not hot. Anyway, I, okay, yeah. I digress. But not having. But not every. What, what I'm saying is that's my luck and my privilege that I have that support network. But Do not you, everybody has that they, in place. They don't. And you know, people have certain you know neurodiversities where they, they they may find it difficult to connect with people. They may just be really shy yeah. or having. So I really feel yeah. like getting your tribe. Yes. Get actually. I can't say that. That's quite. What is it when you say tribe and you're not actually part of a tribe? Yeah, no, I, Sorry, I, excuse I me. I, I that, take yeah. take that your out. Crew, your my crew. Yeah. So I feel like my support network, your people, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Is is really strong, and I've really worked to make that a strong yeah, thing. Probably yeah. the same as you. And so I don't care. I don't give a shit about other people judging me because I've got good friends and a good partner. Yeah. And okay. it's easier so, to not give a shit about other people and also right. fuck other people. Yeah. I mean, right. I would. I would, Yeah. I do think like there's something to be said for for owning owning who you are and think and and telling yourself and, and and bolstering yourself up and saying you know i've done nothing wrong i am who i am classic and nice. um i have a dream I ha you know yeah you and know, other classics like, there, no but there's a certain bit of loving yourself you've got to do here i think that's, that's my advice is, is just start with accepting yourself and then start with start with knowing that you are well you're worth respect oh are uh, yeah are worthy and 
um, and valid and who you are is okay. Like, like maybe that's the first thing, accepting yourself. But I would also say, though, that finding that crew, even if it's just one other person yeah. to begin with, um, who supports will you support and you feeds and you. you. Do you know what I did when I first kind of came out? I went on to like a lesbian dating app, right? Right. But um, just like this sounds like a really awful thing to I was really clear about it in my profile. I, I, I went on to it saying I just want some gay friends. Yeah, mate, yeah. And and you know what? And you know what? I did make a friend um, and it, it, and we're still friends now and she's been such an amazing support to me. Like we've messaged and emailed and, you know, obviously with coronavirus she can't really hang out that much but we did hang out one time when the restrictions were lifted. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and... You know, that's I good think advice. that's really important. Like, like there are, there are, there is support you can find, especially on the internet. If you're privileged yeah. enough to be able to use the internet and go on the internet, you know, people always take the piss, especially people our age. They're yeah. like, oh, you met a friend on the internet. I bet they're a serial yeah, killer. Yeah, people don't take it seriously. It's not that like that anymore. Your, that you can build yourself a bit of a community Very on few social of them media. A serial killer. Very few in my experience. No, but like, like people. Don't, don't think online friends are valid and they are they don't give it the credence it deserves absolutely and, and they are like we live a lot of our lives online and like even things like tiktok mm. like oh, which you I never would have thought i would be so on tiktok Abby and then so i was like TikTok. i was like i loved your tiktok and i was like leander you've got to show me how to make a tiktok and video it. and off i went making these stupid videos but through doing that and through being open about who i am and what i was going through i definitely made contact with other women online who who was going through exactly the same thing and that's the same being fat so being really fat, really visible, and like where... So this... I mean, I know it doesn't sound like a, as as big a deal, but it kind of is. Like, I'm a size sort of 24, 26, and being visible at that size. Yes. And wearing tight clothes. Or, like, today I've got, like, massive trousers on and a Looking really... Looking amazing. Thanks. Looking you look amazing. Great. And a really big red puffy shirt, and I've got, like, blue hair, and I'm obviously really loud as well. So finding other women that mm. look like me doing their own thing and managing to speak to them, that helped me shitloads. Because I never saw anyone. Yeah, it's finding people that can relate to what you're going through and who you are. So so, so my advice would be, like... Um, to, 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 to start making little steps to find to find those kind of people and realise you're doing nothing wrong yes you're doing you're not doing anything you wrong you are not wrong as a person <laughs> oh, you know what I yeah, mean no, like, yeah you are not wrong and, and you know even if it's just like us two here today saying this like please hear this we support you baby we fucking support you and we're we your are... parents now <laughs> and we no but we are like so supportive of you you've been so brave like anyone who can't anyone's coming out journey is so brave right whether you're young or whether you're older like maybe there's something about coming out in later life though is like it's very life disrupting you know and you're you're deciding to leave the thing is about relationships though whether you're gay or not gay it's never just one-sided i think that's really important i think relationship breakdowns can be a really two-way thing and i think a lot of people don't Mm. see that like you being gay is not their get out of jail free card for Oh any, God, no. any way that they res- might be responsible no. for the relationship breaking down as well. No. Um, but so yeah, we yeah. see you. Yeah, and I, I don't. I don't know what if, if we can say much more. About, it is a quandary, and I do think this whole thing of caring or not caring what pe- other people think of you is an interesting one. Um, but I do think it could like the beginning is maybe yeah to accept yourself and then to go out of your way to find some support once you like yourself and once you're 
at peace with your actual self, yeah. you don't have time to worry about other people. I don't give a shit what other people think. Why should I? Why should you? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. don't. That doesn't serve me. And if it doesn't serve me, it goes in the bin. And weirdly, coming out has made me even more so like this. Like yeah. I literally don't give a fuck what anyone thinks of me. But why should you? Like, how much effort? How much time? In that? Like, we only have a very short amount of time here. How much of that time do I want to spend? worrying about jack down the road and what they no fuck off jack mm, fuck people off, don't jack. support you they can sod off and they're not worth your time you're not a bad person and you're totally valid yeah so lo- lots of love to you and um, so 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 moving on confessions oh my god so this now look this <laughs> are we allowed to say this is yeah your so thing okay, I've right. got, but i've got a poo confession <laughs> oh a poo wait. confession we need a jingle for that it's time for a poo confession. La, la, la. Have you done an embarrassing poo? Oh. You didn't know what to do <gasps> when it wouldn't flush down the loo. Leander, okay. tell us what happened. You did it. You, this you... was recently. Oh, uh, <laughs> was it last night? So, uh, no, no, no. Oh, as I in, can't wait. Uh, just I just say, corona. I haven't actually heard this story yet, okay. and I can't wait to hear it. So, my husband thinks he's really funny, mm-hmm. and all those mm-hmm. nice things I said about him earlier, I remembered this, and I take them all back. Okay. Right. So, so a bit of a backstory. We basically have this thing with back it up. Right, yep. One of us farts in front of the other one. The other one has to make a really big deal out of it. Like it doesn't matter where we are. We're like one of us will have stored a toilet paper and we'll whip it out and throw it at the other person. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Or if you're in a different room and you hear the other person fart, you run in with like a mop. Oh, now that's okay. been ongoing for right, years. Right, as a joke, as in like, oh, you've shut yourself. Yeah, yes. Right, okay, okay, okay. Right. okay. Or like, so he'll get up at the, oh he'll get God, up. Where is this going? Right. It's horrible. I can't. <laughs> so he'll get up. He'll do a fart in the bathroom. He'll get back to bed at like two o'clock in the morning. I'll be awake, and I'll just have like a cloth. Just like it's ridiculous. Anyway, one day I took it too far because for two days I carried about a piece of paper in my bra that said, "Have you shat yourself from this number?" <laughs> <laughs> And I thought I was so clever. Oh so to get God. me to get me back. So Barry knows how I won't poo in other people's houses. I won't poo at work. I'm really weird about You're it. A shy pooer. I'm a shy say. pooer. The patriarchy. See for me, I've got to say, like, if I need a poo, I'm just going to go for a poo. For, I don't care where I am. I get obviously like, in a toilet. That's <laughs> rather than in a carrier bag in the well, back of the car. I'm not, we still love you. Great. That was so great, that's dear a great listener. Story. But so we had a plumber coming round. Okay. And I didn't know when he was coming. So, I, you know, we just really need a poo. Yeah, I do know that feeling. And yeah. I really needed a poo. Yeah. So I shut myself in our tiny windowless bathroom <laughs> and started doing the biggest poo ever. And the biggest poo ever. The halfway through, the biggest poo ever. Oh, there's a halfway through point. Yep. The uh, door goes and oh, Barry gets no. it and goes, oh, all right, mate, come in. Yeah, hang on a minute. Leander, are you still in the bathroom? Like, he never calls me Leander. Okay. He calls Did me. Did he know that yeah. you do? Oh, he knew. He oh. set you up. Oh, mate, I was livid. So I'm sitting I on the toilet. I was livid. I was livid. What I was, was I? taking a shit and I was livid. Mate, I went purple. <laughs> so I've got my pants around my ankles. I'm groping for the toilet paper. Oh, He's like, yeah, mate, of course you can just go up. Leander, are you still in the bathroom? And I was like, no! And so I wiped myself really half-heartedly, oh, pulled my trousers up, sprayed and ran, and I sat in the upstairs bath. Yeah, I sprayed. Did you spray? Uh, there was some under Oh, right, okay, sprayed like an air freshener. And then I could hear him walking upstairs. Oh, mate. I didn't answer, and so I ran up to our upstairs, upstairs bathroom, where I sat for two hours. 
hiding? Waiting. You were hiding because you were ashamed. He had to go and fix the shower and he was in there with the poo smell. Oh there could God. only be me for like an hour. Wow. Wow. Well, he left. Barry texted me saying he left. I went downstairs and that cunt was pissing himself. He was like, oh who's the winner? Oh, mate. That's so I, I've, I've stored this up because I can't, we've got the plumber coming oh. around today and I can't look at him. I can't even be at home. But that's interesting that you feel so much shame that you just did a shit in your own house. Well, like... that's patriarchy, though, isn't it? I suppose so. When you don't poo. I oh, don't... somebody wrote a really interesting article on... On poo? Yeah, on Instagram. Poo's oh. becoming like a running theme. Tinder translator. She is amazing. Okay. She translates um, people's, like, men's tinder bios oh brilliant oh i love that i'll tag you okay, okay, but she okay, did yeah. a poo one and it was really relevant but yeah so that's why i did a massive shit and the bastard <laughs> dropped me right in it yeah and we see the bathroom oh my god yeah so two hours i sat upstairs for that is insane yep but i did it though oh my god that's, well um no. i mean like i don't think you should have been so ashamed like i was I, yeah i mean i always will be well okay forevermore forevermore i mean you didn't you know, you didn't shit in the back. <laughs> I didn't shit in the back. I don't know how to get in back though. I was still thinking about hell. Because whatever okay, I do now is going to be public something. and hideous. We need to plan something. Probably at my dad's. Maybe you should like give him some laxatives. Oh no, that's, that's poisoning something, isn't it? Are we taking it too is far? It, is it too far? I mean, he yeah. gloves went off Do you know that. what? Me and my friend, me and my friend did that to someone when we were kids. I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell the story very quickly because I know we're coming to the end of our podcast. But, oh, um, we are. Um, yeah, so... Um, when we were like, well, we were like young teenagers, we were making milkshakes in her kitchen, and her older brother came in and was like, "Make me a milkshake," and we were like, "We don't want to," and he was like, "Make me a milkshake," and we were like, "Okay, fine, we will." So off he went into the other room. On the side, we then spied with our beady eyes a bottle of clear liquid Exlax. Oh my god! That his granddad had was staying with had left there. That's George's marvelous medicine and so stuff. We were like shall we put some in thinking that he would just go for an amusing ship you know he'd do a massive yeah. poo so we poured in god knows how many doses of this laxative oh my god into a glass and then topped it up with milkshake i mean we poisoned the guy no, he was off school for three days with the shits oh, three days oh we poisoned god. a guy and we never confessed it until, until like, now. Well, actually, I, I, same friend. We did meet up as adults with her mum there, like a few years ago, and we told this story. And she was like, "You, you did that?" And we were like, "Yeah." And she was like, "He was really." I remember how ill he was. And we were like, "Oh my god, we poisoned someone." Oh my god, I might do that then. So extract <laughs> oh, in say. a milkshake. Barry, <laughs> if she offers you a milkshake, don't drink it. Right, I feel like we've got to go because like we're we coming have. to the end of our time. So. This, this has been this has been not, not your darling not your darling not your darling and um if you like our podcast then please share it on your insta or so whatever social media you like um give us some feedback we love a bit of feedback yeah tell us what you like what you don't like what you'd like us to hear us talk about next time i think next time we're we doing did we do body pop we haven't done that yet have we have we? body pop no boy <laughs> isn't that some kind of like gym class or something no but i don't want to go to it it sounds did we awful. Do? it does sound awful. body positivity did we do that was that the drunk one i can't remember no body positivity i think we could do a whole episode on i think we should let's do it let's do that that'll be next time then next time boy, boy.